What is Rookity Fresh for listeners? It's your boy Edwin coming back at you for another episode of the Crooked Section. And today isn't just any ordinary episode, today is a special bonus episode. Now, usually with bonus episodes on a podcast like mine, they are for returning guests that want to promote a new upcoming single, EP, show, or toy that is coming up. While these types of bonus episodes are happening, as example with my second heart flip episode, I also want to use bonus episodes to interview those outside of the Vegas scene. Now, as most of you should already be aware, my podcast is aimed at interviewing bands and artists who within one point or another within the career are a part of the Vegas scene. But I want to branch out and interview people from all over the world. Now, in order to do this, I would have to A, completely shift away from being a Vegas interview podcast, B, start a whole other podcast that focus on interviewing just people in general, regardless of what scene or where they're from, or C, use bonus episodes as a workaround to not only use the same podcast, but to also interview those outside of the scene. And that is exactly what I'm doing. And today, you're going to be listening to my first podcast of me interviewing someone not within the scene. And that is with, of course, Flickr. I'm going to shut up now so that way you can listen to the episode. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll catch you soon. What is Spiggity Fresh, my listeners? It's your boy, Edwin, coming back at you for another episode of the Kruger Section. And today, I have a very, very, very special guest, someone I am super excited to have because I've been a fan of his work for years, and that is the one and only Yusin Seto, a.k.a. Flicka. He is an electro-acoustic outfit, which is a way that you could describe his music. Uh, Yusin, say hello. Hi, guys. Hello, from Malaysia. Hello from Malaysia. How are you doing today? Isn't it like morning for you? Yeah, it's uh, it's eleven a.m. now in Malaysia. Yeah, oh. we just started. This is the second day of our lockdown. We just have a, 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 a we call it the MCO movement control in uh, in the city capital city of Kuala Lumpur now. And the lockdown is because of COVID nineteen, right? Like coronavirus. Yeah. Yes, correct. Because we have a spike up of uh, numbers of uh, infections, so uh, yeah, we do have this to make sure we are safe at home. And you know, how are you doing with COVID? Like, are you like have you been like safe? Are you been doing all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, actually, uh, quite a stressful moment for me because uh, previously I've been working in um, working as a designer in a corporate company and because due to like you work from home and a lot of these like stressful uh, workload that having work at home and I'm too stressful and then I quit my job and now I'm like jobless and want to fully concentrate into music. And how have you been like working doing music full time? How is that transition from you know, just doing it on the side when you can to it being your main focus? I, mm, for the past, like, 10 or 15 years, I've been treating making music as my hobby all this while. 
and I only have time. I will like like mix some or produce some music. But now, like uh, since I'm going to start like full time, so I'll be more focusing on uh, releasing uh, more like tracks and EPs. And uh, now it's quite convenient for artists to you know like um, distribute their our music to like Spotify, Apple Music, and stuff. So I've been like trying to do like self releases, and also we'll be releasing on some of the uh, labels that I've been working on. Well, that's awesome to hear, and I you know wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Sick. And now to you know get started with the interview. Um, something I'm really interested in is that tell me about you know your musical experiences because like you said for the past 10 15 years you've done it part time in your free time but I want to know like what started your musical journey okay like if this we need to like like go back to like 15 years ago like um, I was a singer songwriter back then when I was like uh, 20 years old and then we started to like um, doing some uh, singer songwriting um, compositions and stuff. And then I meet a band, and uh, the band uh, it was a local band called uh, Citizen of Ice Cream. So they are a good friend of me, and um, I started to play with them for like uh, one or one and a half years. Then I started to because. Always we jam in their studio, then they kind of share me some of those uh, electronic music. I think one of the inspiration to make me turn from singer-songwriting to producing electronic music is, I think it's Telephone Tel Aviv. I think it's their first album that really blows my mind. And then from there, I started to, you know, using my... Back then, old school PC, I bought a audio interface and then a mic, and then I started to like using. I think back then it's like Fruity Loops to start like producing some of those beats, and I got also a lot of inspiration from Japanese electronica back then, and started to you know like get some of the Japanese electronica sound. Uh, that's how I started to uh, produce like electronic car music. When did the like the artist's name Flicker come along? Uh, uh, actually, there's nothing meaning from that. I just like uh, came up this name like very random. <laughs> I'm not. I I can't recall how I come up this name. Actually, <laughs> I mean, if it sounds cool, it's gonna work. Oh, thanks, thanks. I hope, it, uh, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> so, you know, based on my research, um, I found that you actually started, like, Flickr in 2007, and that was with your first, um, kind of like a little bit after your first album, Wind Vane and Widow. Yeah, Wind Vane and Widow is my, my debut album for Flickr. Yeah. And then, Do you tell want, me about, like, the process of, like, doing that and going into you know, switching from a band to being a producer with electronic music and releasing it. How I turned to be like a solo, like, like doing everything by myself is because I I hate jamming, actually. Like, 
back in the jamming studio, like, you know, like, take a lot of time waiting for everyone to, you know, come to the studio. Uh, I found it very frustrating back then. Uh, but now I'm enjoying it. Somehow I will jam with my bassist now. So, uh, uh, so uh, the first album, Win Win Window, is, is a very special uh, album to me because uh, I went to uh, Africa, Nigeria, uh, like around 2006 and, uh, for, with my friend because uh, we have a job there doing some design work for, for, the, for the local, um, local CD, uh, CD, like CD manufacturers, CD Yeah, maker. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went there for three months to, you know, like, um, teach some of the local uh, people to, to do some design. Because all this what I've been doing, like my, my full-time job is uh, as a designer. So I went there for three months and uh, it's a very special time for me when I was there. And then I, of course, the time I, I've been producing some of music back then before I started Flickr. And then I... Yeah, I guess very lot of inspiration in Nigeria and started to work on uh, some materials. And then I came back to Malaysia. And one of my friends just started the music label. And then uh, I share my tracks to him. And then he also like likely wanted to release it. Yeah, so it's how it started for my first uh, album. Yeah, back then, it's very interesting that because I only have a laptop when I was in Nigeria, um, I even like bought a guitar, a cheap guitar there, and um, I'm I'm not like using a very proper uh, equipment. I just use a laptop mic, the built-in mic, to record my guitar, and then uh, yeah, everything was produced with only a laptop, not even like a proper um, audio interface. Yeah, this is a very low-fi stuff that, that, that I produced back then. And then very interesting is that um, during 2000, the era, um, a lot of this low-fi stuff started to, you know, like, 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 uh, like you can you can listen in into in the internet. Again, my pardon. Yeah, again, in like uh, in the, no. Uh, this is I find it very interesting. Is that because all this while, I as I know like in the Japanese music scene, like everyone's producing like very fine, very like professional sound, and then maybe uh, too much of this professional stuff that happening in the market. And then some of the fan, some of the music lovers started to you know dig into like lo-fi stuff, and how this is how like when after I I released like Women Window, and we we uh, distribute to the Japan uh, into the Japan music scene, and then they kind of like it, and then that's why uh, Skole Records like like uh, invited to me to release the second album in their label.
And also, I gotta say, that's very impressive how you did the first album to completely on like a, like just a laptop, like no special equipment, no fancy stuff, just very bare bones. I find that very very impressive. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks. And then your friend's label that you did release, uh, Wind Vane and Window, is Mu Nest. Yeah, Mu Nest. Yeah, Mu Nest. Right. And then this is also a label from my research that you once again worked in worked with in the future. Yeah, correct. I also releases my third album. No, my fourth album. The third album, Telepathy Dreams, is actually a self release. Just wanted to try to experience how the whole like um, product from zero to hundred how it works. So I wanted to try for my third album, and then and then when it comes to my fourth album, I go, went back to Munes to produce it because uh, at that time we have a tour in Japan. So uh, my Munes uh, manager. Wanted me to, you know, like uh, as a promotion to release an album before I went to uh, went to the tour. So this is how my fourth album was uh, produced. This is our uh, weekendary, yeah. And now, uh, you know, I'm curious, what was your experience like? You know, going from like a small like indie record label that was your friends to being offered an actual like record deal with a social school. Yeah, uh, actually, it's pronounced as Kole. Skole records. Skole. Yep. Yeah. My apologies. A lot of foreign names. Uh, yeah. Um, I think um, we're all friends, actually. Um, it's not like... Uh, like a, Back then, it's like, uh, you know, like a f- kind of like friendship. Then we like um, share a lot of music to each other, listen to a lot of this, uh, this acoustic electronic stuff. Yeah, this is how uh, we all like kind of like friends rather than you call it like a very corporate kind of thing. Yeah, acquaintance. Mm. So you guys were all like interconnected. um, And, you know, like just obviously Nocturnal has a more like, I guess, produced sound Um, from my listenings. There's still like guitars, but like not nearly as much as Windvane and Widow. How does going from very bare bones, lo-fi to you know, a more, with more sounds, more equipment, how does that transition over? I think one of the reasons you can hear from Nocturnal is more uh, piano bass for my composition. It's because uh, I started to, you know, like play some keyboards after um, after the releases of uh, Windway and Window. So I started to self-taught um, and more concentrate into like the piano kind of playing. Yeah, that's how why there's no much uh, guitar in uh, Nocturnal. And what was your experience teaching yourself piano? Uh, I think it's totally different with a guitar because back then when I was a teenage, when I learned guitar, is like I also self-taught on guitar. I I never really study on like any music theory, so it's just like a experiment on playing like a instrument, and yeah. And now, now, as you said, Nocturnal was much more piano based, but then with your follow up self released album you mentioned earlier, Telepathy Dreams, 
the sound is a lot more dark. It's a lot more amb ambient. What was the reason behind that shift in sound? Okay, telepathy dreams is... Uh, I think back then when I was producing telepathy dreams, I have uh, I just broke up with my ex-girlfriend and then there's so many emotional driven and uh, hence that's why like the, the album is more like emo, more dark. And yeah, well, I use a lot I use a lot of like electronic guitar then to, to create like I started to like you know move into more like soundscape uh, using uh, electronic guitar to produce like uh, like a lot of delays and reverbs to 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 create the soundscape sounds yeah yeah so also, actually I also did share like some uh, because now I started to like full time I wanted to you know like promote more uh, some of my old releases on Facebook. So I did describe in uh, this like posted uh, in my Facebook that saying that I did like cry when I when I producing uh, one of the tracks called uh, In Dreams. Yeah, I did like I finished it the whole track like uh, like I'm crying when I I produce that track. It's it's very emotional. Yeah. So you definitely use like music and your your songs as a way to express your your emotions. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And what has it been like, you know, having music as that outlet for you? I think it's the, uh, for me, like, you know, like making music is actually a life balance because uh, um, for my, as a designer, I, when I was doing my design and I actually like, kind of like, you know, follow how uh, the company wants me to do and then I don't really like express, express much into design. So I think music is the one of the way that I can, you know, at least I can relieve myself when I was doing it. So that's a very life balance for me. Yeah, so that's why I will, I, I'm continuing doing this, like, you know, to make sure I'm in a very healthy mental uh, with this balance, yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, having that balance in life is very important to sustain like a balanced life, but also like a happy life where you can actually enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Flicka, uh, very recently um, in the previous year, 2020, you released a new EP, which is Taps Cog. Yeah, Tap Scott. Yeah, Tap Scott. Uh, this one seems to tell it's much more like story driven, with the idea of like words being inside the words. Um, tell me about you know your recent EP. What was what was that like? Okay, Tap Scott is actually is a, a Norwegian word. It means like uh, it means like lost forest. So this is a very interesting EP because uh, early this year before the the pandemics really started on March. So I went to Norway with my girlfriend. So uh, after we, we finished our trip and then um, my girlfriend told me like uh, this year, I think you, 
uh, don't need to, you know, uh, give her. Uh, ask that she told me that I I, sh- I should not like give her a birthday present. Instead, uh, he wants me to. She wants me to, you know, like uh, produce like a, a track for her. You know, so this is how it started. Like inspired me to like you know uh, produce this. EP as a birthday present for her. Yeah, so this EP actually uh, describe uh, the trip that we we when we were in uh, Norway. So uh, during the time it's winter time and so cold and it's snowing and we're walking around exploring this uh, some of the small town and then we uh, came across with uh, this. Uh, this trail, you know, like we were walking like 20 kms a day in the suburb, and uh, we come across this, uh, this like a uh, forest, and then we walk into the forest. And actually, this this EP is like describing this uh, our our experience when we were doing this trail, yeah. So, not only do you use uh, emotions to drive music you also use your environment around you yeah it's like it's actually and um it's like that i wanted to you know record down some of the experience where we were in norway yeah so yeah now it's a very different kind of thinking because we've been doing music for for so long and uh, back then when i was a bit younger i just produce music for the sake of, you know, like I wanted to do it. But now it's, uh, it's a bit different on, on, my, on my thinking. Like I wanted to produce more like more conceptual uh, themes to my music. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm having like uh, upcoming releases this year too. I think there's two. Uh, going back to I want to go back or going back to Moones to release an EP in this coming March, and the EP is more or less um, describing like uh, how people live, you know, during this pandemic era. Uh, some of the, uh, how we like, you know, not allow us to go out, you know, stay at home. Some of the stories that I wanted to share in the upcoming EP. And also there's another one we're going to release on June uh, by another label in in uh, Netherlands. Yeah, that one is more to describe uh, because nowadays you see like the world is, is having so much like divisions, you know, like people were separating because of racism and stuff like that. So, the, the the EP also wanted to you know like share some of the emotional that I see like how uh, this the dividing like uh, how to say like no. dividing nations dividing populations yeah correct correct some of the yeah kind of this kind of thinking into the EP yeah well um, that's great to hear i'm really excited to hear the new music really excited to 
yeah, um, I'm really also really excited that you're, you know, like aware of like what's happening around the world and that you're speaking out against the bad doings that are happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then but something I'm curious, like the, the talking about the whole like racial issues in the world. Um, obviously, uh, you're not from the States. You're based in uh, Asia, Malaysia to be exact. And I was wondering how are how are things there when it comes to like racism, sexism, and different forms of hatred? Mm, I mean, like um, don't know how to put this uh, because I think um, like uh, as a Chi- Malaysian Chinese, we have a we are a minority in in Malaysia. So the major majority in our nation is actually Malays. So uh, of course we uh, we are very we are actually a multi-race uh, country. But even uh, but in the inside we can we still have this like you know like some of the political issues that create racism in Malaysia. Yeah, but I mean like I have a lot of like. Malay friends and uh, we all like hanging out all good and and it's it's, it's all right but uh, I think one of the reasons is because of the political ideas that our some of the party that created this uh, racism so that's that's quite sad because um, it's not good to say because I think it's a lot of old people in 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 in, in, in politics that create all this bullshit stuff. I mean, like, we, we hope in future we have more younger generation comes out and, you know, like, like kind of, like, uh, challenge these kind of ideas that we're having now. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm sorry to hear about the stuff going on in, you know, the, your part of the world. Well, Flika, uh, you were saying how you know, you also have releases dropping this year. But something I find really interesting is that today on your story, you were reposting people posting like a live stream of yours. And I was wondering, like, do you live stream you making music or like what platform do you live stream on? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I think I just started like uh, yesterday. I just downloaded like this, like uh, like a live streaming software to, to do live on Facebook. Yeah, previously, because in the early pandemic time, we have a lockdown on uh, March last year. So I did, like, started to share some of the, how I do live and uh, on, on, on Facebook. So uh, I think this, the second lockdown that we're having now, I also, like, try to, you know, like, maybe I should, like, do some sharing or tutorial, but not like a proper tutorial, like, it's like, um, hang out with friends if uh, because everyone needs to stay at home so at least there's something to to you know share some of my stuff on facebook yeah because um i also i want to talk about my life you know like uh, even though i'm doing like proper um, arrangement composition for my uh, as a flicka album but actually when it comes to life actually i'm do more like uh, improvised stuff you know I do a lot of this like 
looping live looping uh, uh, tracks. Yeah, so just wanted to share some of my ideas how to do uh, these looping improvising uh, materials. That's awesome. That's very exciting to hear. Um, hopefully, in the future, if you live stream again, I would love to uh, like watch and join. Because you know, yeah, I, um, speak I, in, I speak in Cantonese though <laughs> on my yeah. Facebook Live, not English. <laughs> I mean, you're still like doing stuff on screen. I'm sure I could pick a few things up. Yeah, yeah. Just please add me on Facebook so you can at least have a notification when I was I'm doing live. Okay, awesome for sure. I'll do that right after this interview. But Flika, you know, um, obviously um, you're in a lockdown right now because of COVID. And COVID is a problem going on all around the world. But in the past, it wasn't, which is why I want to talk about your previous like live performances. Because um, the few photos that do pop up of you online are all like in the past live performances. What's that like performing like very calm, lo-fi music for a crowd in person? Uh, maybe I share some of my ideas when I'm doing live. Because back then, I'm mostly like playing back the tracks from my album and then I kind of add a layer of uh, instrument when I'm doing live. Uh, after a few years doing that, I found like, it's very bored. It's very boring. So I started to look and find a better way to do uh, live. So I started to uh, using like looping uh, technique to do live. And and due to that, like also like uh, in like try to do like no time signature, uh, uh, no time signature. Uh, live. How to say? I don't know how to how to describe that. Uh, but yeah, there's no types. Uh, performance. Yeah, and then I find it is. I'm kind of enjoying it because uh, every time when I'm doing live is is different. There's no playback. So uh, for me is uh, it's also one of the thing that I can you know like get inspired every time when I do live, because every time when I do live is is the it's totally different. You can't hear it the second time because it's more like uh, improvised. So that, yeah. So I've been doing this like for the past, I think, three years now. Under under my own name, you know, using Seto, uh, with another bassist, my friend, Ken Lee. Yeah, we're trying to do, exploring a lot of this experimental, non-time signature and improvisations into our life yeah sick that sounds really exciting and then what has it been like working with um your bassist uh ken lee what has that relationship yeah. been like? yeah he's my buddy we've been knowing each other for like past 10 10 years more than 10 years yeah he yeah he's very is a very like multi-instrumental guy like he can he, he knows a lot of instruments and yeah but uh uh, now, like he, he, like he was focusing. He, he, he did like record a lot of bass for my previous album, La Picandere, uh and also Subside. Yeah. So now he's uh, one of the like touring partner 
with me if I'm doing like tour or live performances. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, you know, using uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I understand that your day no just got worries. started. No uh, but, you know, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to mention? Anything else you want to say? Where could people find your social media, like your Instagram, Facebook, anything else you might have? Yeah, just follow me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, just search for uh, Using Seto. And then also, please uh, listen to my music on Spotify, yeah, and Apple Music. Yeah, and I hope you guys enjoy and we'll continue to release more materials online and, you know, like share some of my work. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I can't wait for the music and I'm very excited. And uh, you sing, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this interview. I really, really enjoyed it and it was fun to talk to you. Oh, no worries. Thank you. Thanks, man. Of course. And thank you, the listener, for listening to this episode of the Kruger Dice Section. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review to stay up to date with future episodes. You can find my social media as well as using social media in the podcast description below. My name is Edwin, and I will see you guys next time. Deuces. Deuces.